This is Why Libertarian, the show dedicated to telling the stories of libertarians new and old, promoting libertarian values, and fighting against authoritarians, statists, feds, and anyone else who would like to steal your liberty and freedom. I am Matthew Strzok, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Enjoy. Welcome, 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 Liberty Lovers. This is Matthew Struck with Why Libertarian coming at you outside of our normal time slot. Normally, you see us live Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Uh, last night, we had on Shane Hazel and Mike Rufo. If you did not catch it live, definitely watch it. It's a pin post on Twitter uh, or head on over to the YouTube channel or the Facebook page and check it out. Um, quick reminder before I get rolling here, please like, comment, subscribe, share, hit the notification bell, retweet, get this message out there to as many folks who uh, want to or need to see this. So uh, part of the reason why I'm coming to you is because of something that isn't necessarily breaking news, but it's something that came across my inbox. I work in the insurance industry as my nine to five. Um, and something uh, just kind of popped up that prompted me to want to you know, hop on and kind of chat with you a little bit. Um, just a quick reminder, if you are watching this live, you can question, comment in real time. Um, I'm seeing everything that comes through. But so uh, on to the main event here. National Rifle Association has to pay a $2.5 million fine for violating New York state insurance law. Now, anyone who's been following this, the NRA, obviously, as a libertarian, I am not um, 100% in the corner of the NRA. I do not feel like they are um, the, the most diligent defender of Second Amendment rights in the United States, but um, they are, you know, on some fronts, they wage this war uh, for us or, or alongside of us. But so uh, they had an insurance product by the name of CarryGuard. And so anyone who's unfamiliar, CarryGuard was, uh, you know, affectionately named murderer's insurance. All right. It was an insurance policy that was there to help you pay for your defense costs, other fines and civil penalties and things like that. If you felt like you needed to defend yourself using concealed carry, or in many cases, also, if you you know live in a castle doctrine state or even a stand your ground state and you faced criminal charges as a result of defending yourself with your firearm, they provided an insurance policy that would give you money to be able to defend yourself. Well, so carry guard got scuttled, I believe, sometime last year. And part of the reason why was because they faced tons of lawsuits in states like California, New York, and New Jersey. And those lawsuits and, and the, the fines and penalties that were levied against them were levied by anti-2A legislators that were essentially um, trying to, in, in some cases, it was valid based off of the laws that were on the books, but the end result ends up being that you're now kind of removing something that was put in place to protect law-abiding, you know, folks that are, um, uh, you know, taking advantage of or, 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 you know, exercising their Second Amendment, um, Amendment rights to defend themselves, um, taking away a protection that was in place in the form of this, you know, this product, 
and, uh, you know, basically trying to put you into a position where if they did think that you did something wrong, and for the most part, you know, the anti-2A people think that defending yourself with a firearm is wrong, any firearm, by the way, um, they're starting with assault rifles and other things and kind of picking away, but any firearm is their thought process here. Uh, but so they wanted to take away this funding mechanism to be able to defend yourself. OK, um, this has been a growing trend, right? Just look at what happened to I believe it was the McCloskey's over in Missouri. Look at what uh, Rittenhouse is going through in Wisconsin. Um, you know, the 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 assault on Second Amendment on the Second Amendment is not just a, a war or a battle being fought on one front. Right. It's not just a matter of stopping bureaucrats from being able to say that a certain type of firearm is illegal and shouldn't be able to be purchased or magazine capacity or bump stocks or whatever. Right. You you name you name the item. That's not the only aspect of the Second Amendment that is uh, basically under duress here. Under duress is also individuals abilities to defend themselves for using their Second Amendment rights and, and exercising their rights, um, defend themselves against the state who, you know, compared to an individual family, essentially has unlimited legal resources. This provided, and now there are alternatives, and I'll, I'll show you an article um, that kind of goes over a handful of the alternatives. But, you know, this was a resource that would, people were depending upon to, to utilize, to protect themselves if they had to protect themselves, right? Uh, and that's almost... That's almost kind of an indictment on the system as we have it right now. You have to defend yourself against who is attacking you and threatening your life. And then you also have to defend yourself against the state for something that you should be able to do if you feel threatened. OK, um, and, you know, they are undermining that second defense that you are able to, to put up in, you know, for yourself. Um, just reading really quickly, the National Rifle Association has been ordered to pay a $2.5 million fine for violating New York insurance law by soliciting dangerous and impermissible insurance products, state financial regulators announced on Wednesday. Part of the undermining or the argument that these legislators are using is they're trying to say that the insurance product essentially uh, covers criminal activity which it, it doesn't, it, it covers the defense to try and figure out, like, if you go into court, it's not covering, you know, no one goes to jail for you, okay? It covers the defense to figure out whether or not you've done something criminal, right? And in this case, they're trying to say that it's violating insurance law because it's a dangerous and impermissible insurance product. What a ridiculous bag of bullshit. Right. Like the it, if they were saying that, you know, uh, if they were saying that you could go out there and indiscriminately use your firearm and we will basically defend you regardless of the circumstances, which, by the way, to, to use a little bit, a little bit of um, insurance lingo, uh, they would defend you under a reservation of rights. They're saying, look, we'll put up a defense for you, but we're going to reserve the right to pull the coverage if it turns out that you intentionally did something criminal. We're going to reserve the right if you do end up being found guilty to cut you off. OK, um, so they defend you under a reservation of rights. This is no different, by the way. This is no different. The 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 tool or the mechanism is different. But in my eyes, this is no different than, say, someone who uh, is an employee or a superior at work 
uh, commits sexual harassment and the insurance company says, okay, we will defend this claim under a reservation of rights up until the point that we find out or, or figure out that you've done something criminal. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about here. But instead, the basically the state is telling you that you're not even allowed to get off. You can't even get to first base on this. You can't even give yourself a defense unless you dip into your own pocket. Right um, now, granted, do I think that the NRA has had multiple problems with this product in the past? OK, so do I think that there are some <clears throat> potentially uh, overlooked details? I mean, hell, I think the NRA even sued Lockton companies, which was the broker or the program manager that put this product together for them on the back end. Um, do I think there were some overlooked details? Maybe Lockton screwed up in a couple of places. Maybe the NRA was advertising things in a way that they shouldn't have been advertising them in New York State, or at least that they weren't given the, the go-ahead to. Yeah, probably. But ultimately, that's not any better, right? It still boils down to the fact that the United States, or, or in this case, individual states, are using these end-around methods to undermine the Second Amendment. OK, they're undermining your ability to defend yourself when they un unconstitutionally say that you shouldn't have defended yourself. OK, um, reading a little bit further down, NRA's controversial uh, carry guard insurance program was developed and administered in partnership with locked in. Um, Gun advocates have labeled the product murder insurance, like we said before. New York State Department of Financial Services, Linda Lacewell, alluded to this in a statement about the consent order. She said, the NRA violated the New York insurance law by soliciting dangerous and impermissible insurance products, including, including those within its carry guard program that purported to insure intentional acts and criminal defense costs. Well, yes, they are... They are basically insuring the defense costs up until the point where you're found guilty, right? You're supposed to be figured innocent until proven guilty. Now, for instance, if this insurance product said that they would pay damages in a civil case for what you did if you were found guilty of a criminal charge or you intentionally harmed someone with a firearm, that would be illegal. Insurance is not supposed to cover that. Insurance, on the other hand, can give you a legal defense up until the point in time where it's found out that you did something illegal. OK, but I thought in this country we were innocent until proven guilty. Is that not a thing anymore? Is that is that like a or you're innocent until proven guilty, but we're going to give you a shitty defense so that you're very unlikely to defend your innocence. Is, is that the answer now? That's that's the way that we're going to go in, you know, these socialist states that. They, they can't just do enough in order to make firearms basically unusable or unownable, okay? They're also going to go ahead and make it so that they can black bag you and drag you into court and say that you did something that's technically your constitutional right and then throw you in prison for, you know, for a violation of their law, which is unconstitutional. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, further down, they kind of explain a little bit about, you know, the policies and how many were sold. They ended up selling 28,000 of these policies in New York state alone between 2000 and 2018. So, you know, the, the headline tries to make it like two and a half million dollars is a huge amount of money. I don't think it's a huge amount of money in the context of the fine, but this is one of many fines that the NRA in this program has had to pay. Um, just, uh, just so you know, they, they have scuttled this insurance product, okay? Um, in uh, This is actually an article by The Trace that talks about how uh, this program met its demise. Essentially, they've faced so many 
regulatory challenges and legal challenges from states, specifically the deep, deep, deep blue anti-Second Amendment states, that uh, they are scuttling the product and they've said that they're going to look at another product in the future uh, to, to potentially replace this one. That being said, you're not left out in the dry, uh, left, left out for dry or left out in the rain here for uh, coverage for this type of stuff. Now, that being said, you'll find it interesting that some of these products do not cover the states that I just referenced, right? New York and New Jersey are two of the biggest ones. Um, but that being said, if you are interested, if you haven't picked up liability coverage for this type of exposure, if you are a gun owner, specifically if you're a concealed carry gun owner, I would I would wholeheartedly as an insurance professional advise that you at least look at purchasing one of these products uh, in case there is some kind of question and, you know, legal battles can get extremely protracted, extremely expensive. Um, USCCA, this is actually a article by Pew Pew Tactical. Um, if you just go to pewpewtactical.com, the article is called Concealed Carry Insurance Comparison Chart. Uh, and the five they go over, one of which was Carry Guard, and they've updated it to show that it is not available anymore. But USCCA offers a product. It walks you through the costs, the advantages, disadvantages. If you notice three of the bluest states in the nation, New York, New Jersey, and Washington, it is not available there. All right. So you are not allowed to cover yourself for the defense costs, even though you, you are probably completely innocent. I absolutely ridiculous. Um, NRA again, uh, canceled. There are three other ones here. CCW safe. There is uh us and Texas law shield. Uh, I forget how many States that covers. I don't know if that's Texas only, but you'll have to read up on it. And the last one is second call defense. Um, and you know, the costs, the limits, things like that. They, they're kind of all over the place. Um, well, I mean, they're not completely all over, this, all over the place. They're all kind of unique, but, um, you know, there are pros and cons to each one. So I'll just leave that there. I, I wanted to come to you because this is something that's kind of like in my backyard. It's in my nine to five um, that I do every day. And, and you know, just kind of getting that notification just reminds me that, you know, defending constitutional rights or natural rights you're not just defending the most um, in-your-face attacks. And in a lot of cases, those in-your-face attacks by legislators and special interests are just a smokescreen so that they can undermine you in other areas. All right, so just keep that in mind. Always keep vigilant. Always watch out. Um, you know, I a shout-out to – I haven't had him on here. I should really have him on here. He's, he's, he's really a uh, – I believe he's very, very uh, deep-red Republican, but uh, Anthony from Guns for Hire – also has a fantastic podcast about Second Amendment rights. So if you if you ever want to check that out, uh, again, uh, Gun for Hire uh, or Guns for Hire, Gun for Hire, I believe is the name of the podcast if you want to check that out. But so, yeah, uh, thank you for joining in. If you watch this on record, um, please make sure to like, comment, uh, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And uh, if you haven't checked out that uh, live cast from last night with Shane Hazel and Mike Rufo, definitely do that. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Thanks. Thank you again for tuning in. This is a quick reminder to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help get the message of liberty and freedom in front of as many folks as possible. See you next time on Why Libertarian.